A few weeks ago now, we in the Episcopal Church celebrated the Feast of the Presentation, sometimes called Candlemas. This feast is always celebrated on February 2nd, and this year it fell on a Sunday, so I think many Episcopalians sang hymn 259, Hail to the Lord Who Comes. This hymn begins with a surprisingly heavy dose of the words not and no. Hail to the Lord who comes, comes to his temple gate, not with his angel host, not in his kingly state. No shouts proclaim him nigh, no crowds his coming wait. I've sung this hymn occasionally uh, when the feast is celebrated, but I've never really paused long enough to consider all those no's and nots until this year. Upon reflection, it seemed to me that the hymn writer, John Ellerton, was making a direct comparison with Jesus' entry to the temple on Palm Sunday. At the presentation, we see Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph, bring the infant Jesus to the temple. And it seems to me that hymn writer John Ellerton in this hymn is drawing a parallel with the next time that Jesus will come to the Jerusalem temple, his triumphal entry that we commemorate on Palm Sunday. On Palm Sunday, all of Ellerton's knots and no's become resounding yeses. And here I'll borrow words from another familiar hymn, all glory, laud, and honor. Yes, there are angels. The company of angels is praising thee on high. Yes, Jesus comes in his kingly state. All glory, laud, and honor to thee, Redeemer, King. Thou art the King of Israel. Yes, there are shouts. To whom the lips of children made sweet hosannas ring. And yes, there are crowds the people of the Hebrews with palms before thee went. It's moments like these that really make me appreciate how interconnected the church year is. For instance, at Christmas time, we also sometimes sing about Palm Sunday in the words of the hymn, A Stable Lamp is Lighted, by Pulitzer Prize-winning poet Richard Wilbur. This child through David's city shall ride and triumph by the palm shall strew its branches, and every stone shall cry. And again, at Christmas, we sometimes look all the way forward to Jesus' death and resurrection. Here's a traditional Basque carol. Sing lullaby, lullaby. Is the babe awaking? Sing lullaby. Hush, do not wake the infant king. Dreaming of Easter, gladsome morning, conquering death, its bondage breaking, sing lullaby. The whole of our church year, from Advent to Pentecost, is rich with multi-layered meaning. 
And while we've been keeping these feasts lately, we have been dreaming of Easter. I don't think any of us could have really predicted that when we began this year's Songs in the Desert, we would now be talking about the suspension of worship in churches across the world in light of the coronavirus. And yes, I think many of us are grieving the loss of upcoming services, and for many of us, this will include Palm Sunday, Holy Week, and Easter. But let's just take a moment to appreciate that the same Jesus that we welcomed at Christmas, the same Jesus that we celebrated being presented in the temple, is the one who rises again at Easter. Even if we don't worship in person this year, for some of our central holy days. We, like the infant Jesus in the carol, have been dreaming of Easter all along. Easter will come, and perhaps as it does, quietly this year, we will dream of another Easter when we can all be together again. Let us not take these wonderful gifts of the church, our liturgy, our hymns, and the act of joining together in worship for granted. If anything, I think our present situation has shown us what a gift all of this is. I'm going to do my best to keep Songs in the Desert going. All of our circumstances has, have changed, and I hope that you'll forgive me if I'm a little bit late with some of these episodes as I am with this one. Um, but I think, I think we need this, uh, I think we need moments of reflection like this in our lives. So to all of you who are listening, thank you. I hope you'll continue to listen and contribute. We'll see you tomorrow for another Song in the Desert.